Hey guys, welcome back to Unshakable. We're going to jump right into it today. We are beginning a whole series on the issue of transgenderism today. And you may ask the question, well, why? Why, why talk about trans? It's being talked about everywhere. It seems like it's everywhere in our culture. Um, a couple reasons. Number one, the, the, the more this grows, the more likely it is that we as Christians are going to be impacted by it. We're going to meet somebody who's trans and we're going to have to know how to respond well. So uh, this series is, it's a huge subject, so we're going to do a, a series of episodes on this. We'll talk about social causes and where this might lead. We'll talk about um, how we should respond as Christians and as the church. But first and foremost today, we're going to talk about the biblical foundation. What does God have to say about this particular issue? When it comes to cultural issues, we have to make sure that we are full of grace and full of truth, just as Jesus modeled for us. But when we talk about things like this, before we can go out and have gracious conversations about this subject, we have to start with the truth. You've got to build that biblical foundation for truth before you can go from there. So that's what this episode today is about. We will get to some of those gracious conversations later, but today let's talk about the biblical truth about this issue. I'm seeing this question debated a lot, uh, both out there in the world, but even on Christian forums, the question is asked, is transgenderism a sin? And of course, if you were to open your Bibles and say, well, show me that verse where it says that plainly transgenderism is a sin, you're not going to find that. And you wouldn't expect to because the whole idea that you could, air quotes, change your sex would never be fathomed in the ancient world. Not in the Old Testament world, not in the New Testament world. Uh, the idea that you can claim to change your sex has really only come up in less than, I don't know, less than 10 years now. We People actually even, even claim that that was possible. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason why for 4,000 years nobody ever talked about that. It's because it can't be done. We just, you got to understand that you cannot change your sex. I'm not trying to be cruel. I'm just stating a biological fact. Um, biological sex is, is so deeply ingrained in who we are. It goes all the way down to our our chromosomes, our bone structure, our very DNA. So the best that people can do today who want to change their sex is to basically do a replacement of their hormone structure and of course go out and do plastic surgery. Both of those things are not good or healthy. Yet the world is bullying us into accepting this as if somehow if we mess with hormones and we do plastic surgery, then we've actually changed sex. It's, it's nonsense. But the world is asking us to sort of nod along and to affirm that delusion. Um, and we'll talk about that later as we get into the, the series about how we respond to it. But just know that. that is just Listen, we, we have got to decide as a society, are we going to live in a world that is grounded and rooted in reality, biological truth, or are we going to live in a pretend world where everybody knows you can't change sex, but we're all supposed to walk around and nod our heads and pretend that, yes, trans women are women. It's just, it's nonsense, okay? So just know that about biological sex. We don't have to give in on that part of the discussion as Christians. We don't have to uh, allow the premise to stand that somehow you can change sex. You can't, okay? So that's out of the way. Now, couple things. First of all, in the ancient world, um, as we talk about history, there is the issue of gender confusion. It, it's not like it doesn't ever show up in, in the ancient world. We do have issues of cross-dressing and issues of, obviously, homosexuality. And both of those issues, believe it or not, are addressed in the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament. 
And both of them are condemned in the Old Testament and the New Testament. So when we talk about the issue of gender identity, gender confusion, we can look at those particular passages, but we also need to look broader and look at what God has to say about the question of sex and gender. Here's a really important statement. The Bible knows no distinction between sex and gender. That's what the world wants to tell you today, that we can break those two concepts up and treat them differently. But the Bible is very clear that there's an organic unity between one's sex, which is, which is down, as I said, down to the bottom, and what we are in terms of gender. Biological sex has always been binary. Okay, you're going to get pushback on that today. It's amazing. Even scientists and biologists today are being bullied into saying that that's not true. Sex has always been binary. That means there are two options. Two options. And God made it clear. It's, it's been like this from the beginning. Genesis 1.27, God created man. That's, that's the genus, right, of our species. Man in his own image. And then under the genus of man, there's two different types, right? Male and female, he created them. Just two. Not one, not three, not four, two. It's binary, right? And that's it. And, and so we, can, we should be able to tell people, look, this idea of a binary system in terms of sex didn't come from uh, the patriarchy in our society today, it didn't come from uh, religious prudes like Christians. It came from the creator and the designer, period. Now, um, we talked earlier about, I mentioned chromosomes. Um, up until, like I said, about 10 years ago, every biologist, every scientist would agree with God and say, yes, you're either born with XX chromosomes or XY chromosomes, female and male, right? Um, and, that's, and, that's, and that's still true today, right? But the, the, the trans community is always going to throw one thing in your face when you talk about that. They're going to say, well, what about intersex people? People that are born with both sex organs, right? So uh, we call this a genetic anomaly, right? There are, because we live in a fallen world, there are genetic problems that take place in the reproduction uh, process. And so, but we would, by the way, the percentage of intersex people, we used to call them hermaphrodites, in case you're wondering what I mean by that. The percentage of people in our population that are intersex is 0.018. So it's a very small number. That is an anomaly. So we don't go around saying, well, okay, so now there's three choices, right? It'd be like, I'll give you a parallel example. It's true that some human beings are born with six fingers or six digits, right? But what do we say about human beings and their digits? We say human beings have five fingers. Now, it's true that some have six, a very small number, but we don't go around saying, well, now there's a spectrum of the number of fingers that a human being can have. That's nonsense, okay? So biology is what it is. Let's talk about gender confusion. Because God has designed us and created us to have, you know, have a binary sex and then your, your gender is either male or female, it stands to reason that if we confuse those things or make them interchangeable or act like we can somehow switch, it is not going to be pleasing to God. So God has addressed the issue of cross-dressing because this is a gender confusion issue. Back in Deuteronomy 22 in the Torah, God was very clear. He said, A woman shall not wear man's clothing, nor shall a man put on a woman's clothing. It's an abomination to the Lord. Now, it's not the clothing itself. Understand that. The color or the type of garment that you put on your body is not the issue. The issue is, is that you're confusing what God has designed in terms of gender roles. Male and female matter to God. He created what we refer to in, in, the, in theology as the divine order. Adam was made first and Eve from Adam. 
And that divine order matters in terms of authority structures in the home, in marriage, in the church, and more. So when we confuse things, when confusion reigns, it results in all kinds of sort of downstream problems, right? The ripple effect. When we confuse gender and we confuse roles and we start talking about switching or being interchangeable, marriages get damaged. Children get really damaged. You mess up families with this. So we ought not encourage people, and certainly not in the church, talk about confusing gender or gender roles. Paul interestingly deals with this in the New Testament, in 1 Corinthians 11. And and this is a hard passage. He deals with uh, the issues of head coverings and long hair. And rather than getting into the weeds about it, what you should know is his main point is that women ought not to dress, act, or function in the way that is God says men should, and men should not do as women should. It's the confusion issue again, right? And that particular passage in 1 Corinthians 11, look it up if you want, is in the context, being written to Christians, in the context of the worship of the church. Certainly within the worship of the church, we should not be confusing those things. So God's been clear about that, right? So in terms of biological sex, we know where we stand. In terms of, of gender order, the divine order, we ought not mess that up. Okay, before we wrap up, two biblical objections that often come at us from the transgender community. Some people will say, well, look, Christians, you say God doesn't make mistakes. Well, we agree. God clearly made transgendered people. What do we say about that? Well, we know that when God creates, everything he makes is good. It's good. It's perfect. It's without flaw. So why do transgendered issues come up? Because of us, right? Because we human beings pass along corruption and sin. That's our, our sin nature being passed along as we produce in kind, right? Human beings, we produce in kind what? Male and female produce what? Male and female, right? But we often pass along uh, 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 all kinds of problems, right? Corruption and sin. So we would never say that God has made other types of sinners, right? We would never say, well, God made lustful people or God made sexually promiscuous people. So we would never say, God hasn't, God hasn't made transgender people any more than he's made uh, people that eventually commit adultery or end up raping people. We would, we would never affirm that type of thing. So if there is transgender confusion, it's not because of God, it's because of us. Make sense? Okay, second one, they'll say, well, Jesus never talked about gender. He didn't discuss gender confusion. And so this is the silly argument that comes up quite often where uh, it's an argument from silence. If Jesus doesn't talk about it, it's therefore okay. Well, Jesus didn't talk about rape or pedophilia. So that certainly doesn't make it okay, right? It's a silly argument. But even more so, God, Jesus, in God's word, did affirm male and female. He did affirm the Genesis account. In Matthew 19 and Mark 10, He's talking to the Pharisees and being asked about marriage and divorce. And he says, quote, from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. So Jesus, God in the flesh, did indeed speak to this issue. So don't let them throw that at you. Okay, that's a lot, but that's just the foundation. We've got a lot more to talk about. So we'll see you next time. Until then, remain unshakable and love each other well.